Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Welcome to the radio and internet ministry of the Christian Crusaders. On this special church holiday, Palm Sunday. Songwriters sing about it, world leaders promise it, and all hearts long for it. Peace. How do we obtain peace in the midst of chaos and killings and adversarial language and animosity? Please stay with us for Pastor Lee Lavig's message today, Prince of Peace. Peace. Songwriters sing about it. World leaders promise it. Our hearts long for peace. This world is full of adversarial spirit, animosity, senseless killing, turmoil, and chaos. We do long for peace. Today I want us to renew our hope that we can experience peace from Jesus, the Prince of Peace. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, come to us again today to give us peace. Thank you that when you went to the cross, you sacrificed your life to reconcile us into a relationship of love with God the Father. By faith, we reaffirm that you alone are our hope for peace. In your name we pray. Amen.
Today's Gospel on this Palm Sunday is recorded in Luke 19, beginning with 29. When Jesus approached Bethphage and Bethany, near the mount that is called Olivet, he sent two of the disciples, saying, Go into the village ahead of you. There as you enter you will find a colt tied, on which no one yet ever sat. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, Why are you untying it? You shall say, The Lord has need of it. So those who were sent away found it just as Jesus told them. As they were untying the colt, its owner said to them, Why are you untying the colt? They said, The Lord has need of it. They brought it to Jesus, and they threw their coats on the colt and put Jesus on it. As he was going, they spread their coats on the ground. As soon as he was approaching near the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the miracles which they had seen, shouting, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. We can hear the melody of Handel's Messiah as we listen to the words of Isaiah 9. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Almighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. A country prophet named Jesus bounces on a donkey's back as he enters Jerusalem gates. The crowd sings praises. Peace in heaven, they cry. Glory to God. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. They wave their palm branches and throw their cloaks on the dusty trail before the donkey as he comes down the road. Jesus 
came through the gates of Jerusalem to fulfill the purpose for which God had sent him to the world. God's plan for peace was being realized as Jesus, the Prince of Peace, came through Jerusalem's gates. Are you at peace? Are you at peace with God? There once was a king who offered a prize to the artist who would paint the best picture of peace. Many artists tried. The king looked at all those paintings, but there were really only two he liked, and he decided to choose between them. One was a painting of a calm lake. The lake was a perfect mirror for peaceful mountains all around it. Overhead was blue sky with fluffy white clouds. Everyone who saw this painting thought that it was a perfect picture of peace. The second painting had mountains also, but these were rugged and bare. Above them was an angry sky from which rain fell and in which lightning flashed and down the side of a mountain tumbled a foaming waterfall. This did not look peaceful at all. But when the king looked closely, he saw behind the waterfall a tiny bush growing in a crack, a crevice in the rock. In the bush, a mother bird had built her nest. There, in the midst of the rush of the turbulent waters, sat a mother bird on her nest in perfect peace. Which painting do you think won the prize? The king chose the second painting. Do you know why? Because, explained the king, peace does not mean to be in a place where there is no noise, trouble, or hard work. Peace means to be in the midst of all those things and still be calm in your heart. That is the real meaning of peace. How do you define peace? At any level of life, in any of your relationships, in our world, what would you say? Peace is perfect tranquility, an absence of conflict or fighting or war. Peace is a state of rest. Peace is harmony. Experientially, I might feel at peace as I float in a boat watching sunlight dancing on the waves of a lake. I might love to feel peace as I look at snow-capped mountains stretching across the valley before my eyes or have my family gathered around a feast at a Thanksgiving table with laughter and love. I might define peace as a freedom from all anxiety and fear. The ancient Hebrews in the Old Testament, with the word we translate shalom, talked about peace as prosperity, an abundance of everything, victory over all enemies, living by faith in harmony with God. For the Hebrews, 
their understanding of peace was inseparable from a relationship of love and trust and harmony with God. Faith welcomes God to his proper place of ruling our hearts and minds and lives. Then we can experience lasting peace. Well, with all the craziness of our lives and our world, what makes for peace? Why is it so elusive? I knew two brothers who inherited a family estate. One was a farmer. The other worked at a local elevator and rented the rest of his estate to his brother. Well, the farmer was a big operator, and one fall he experienced a tremendous crop failure, and the prices for what crops did come were way too low, and he couldn't make his obligations. But the second brother forced payment for the rental of his ground, and that flipped the farmer brother into foreclosure at the bank and the farmer brother lost everything. To their very deathbeds, they lived estranged from one another and bitter to the end. What would peace look like for them? I know of a man who has fought bravely with cancer, terminally ill for years of treatments, surgeries, hospital stays, testing, suffering, and pain. The illness was so difficult and the diminishment of the quality of his life so significant that though he was a man of faith, he longed for physical death. What would peace look like for him? A husband and a wife live in a marriage with constant turmoil. The lack of peace is so significant that they would go through periods of not just days but weeks where they lived in silence. When they were speaking, they were clear in expressing mutual loathing. Their words cut one another to the heart. They knew just how to go for the juggler, to kind of explode the marriage to make it end, one of the marriage partners had an affair with the other's friend. The spouse who was the offended pursued the spouse to beg her to come back and prayed for God to help. How would they think of peace? Jesus told the story of a father who had two sons. One was a rebel who ran off to waste all of dad's money. The other son stayed home and was faithful, yet his favorite expressions were, that's not fair, or I don't care, or I don't want to. Yet that brother who remained home was offended by the father's forgiveness and mercy to the rebel brother. And when the rebel brother came home, the faithful son did not want to reconcile with his brother, though his father loved them both. Peace has different applications in different life contexts. 
So Jesus comes into all of our life circumstances to offer us peace, a peace that passes understanding. And truly, don't our hearts yearn for peace? Not some resignation or capitulation to the conflicting circumstances of our life or the estrangement of our relationships. Not an ostrich with his head in the sand, but the things that make for peace which is true and honest and real relationally. Jesus said, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons and daughters of God. So Jesus comes through the gates of Jerusalem with a courage and a wisdom that is willing to address what it takes to make peace between the broken, rebellious world and God the Father. He faces the reality of the problem. He comes through those gates, and he could have been seduced by the praises of the crowd to accept an earthly appointment to power. But he does not settle. He knows that he has come to go to a cross, to sacrifice his life, to reconcile the world. In Luke's Gospel, When Jesus was born, a sky full of angels sang, Peace on earth, goodwill to men. Because Jesus had now come to the cosmos, to the earth that he had created. He took on the limits of our humanity in order to do what was necessary for peace. Now, on Palm Sunday, on the donkey's back, Jesus rides into Jerusalem, knowing that he's going to the cross. He's going to suffer. He's going to taste blood. He's going to be executed. And the crowd sings, Peace in heaven. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. He was jilted and rejected, betrayed and abandoned, abused and blasphemed, whipped bloody, and nailed to a tree, lifted between heaven and earth, the king of the cosmos was executed in my place. He did it, submitting to it in order to fulfill justice's demands, and the perfect Prince of Peace, sacrificed himself for every one of us in love in order to declare the forgiveness of our sins, the erasing of our faults. Jesus, from the cross, as the Prince of Peace, as the King of Glory, had the power to declare that our sins were forgiven. And in the cross of Jesus, God was reconciling the world to himself. Not only back into the opportunity of a relationship with God, but to live in the intimacy of the Father's love. Jesus willingly went to the cross 
because his passion was for peace. The tragedy is that Jesus, the Prince of Peace, paid the price that peace might be ours only to have it rejected by so many of the world's people that he created, that to this day he loves. The heart of Jesus pulsates with a desire that we would live with him in peace. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, Jesus said, how I long to gather you, but you would not. Jesus is the Prince of Peace who pursues you wherever you are, whatever you've done. And his passion for peace is so strong that he will not rest until you are his. Jesus is the perfect Prince of Peace and he deserves to reign in our hearts. Are you at peace? Are you at peace with God? Jesus, who rode that donkey's back knowing that he was going to the cross, did everything necessary so that you could know that the arms of Christ are still extended toward us in love. As a standing invitation, those hands with nail prints still in them invite us into his embrace so that we might experience his grace and love and that we might in his love know the life that God intended for us. Romans 5 says it this way. Having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And through him, we have access to this grace in which we live. Today is another day for you and I to confess simply in faith that Jesus is our Savior who went to the cross to make peace between us and God. We can thank him for dying for us. We can, in a simple prayer, invite Jesus to come into our lives by faith, that we would know that we know that we are one with God, that we are forgiven, and that we are his forever. Jesus is our Prince of peace. Amen. Far away stood an old rugged cross The emblem of suffering and shame And I love that old cross where the dearest and best For a world of lost sinners was slain So I'll cherish the old rugged cross Till my trophies at last I lay down 
I will cling to the old rugged cross and exchange it someday for a crown. Oh, the old rugged cross, so despised by the world, has a wondrous attraction for me. For the dear Lamb of God left His glory above to bear it to dark Calvary. So I'll cherish the old rugged cross till my trophies at last I lay down. I will cling to the old rugged cross and exchange it someday for a crown. And exchange it someday for a crown. To the old rugged cross, I will ever be true. Its shame and reproach gladly bear. Then he'll call me someday to my home far away, where his glory forever I'll share. So I'll cherish the old rugged cross till my trophies at last I lay down. I'll cling to the old rugged cross. Let's pray. O Lord, this world can seem so dark and threatening and our lives can become so messy that we have no peace. Today again we invite your Holy Spirit to come into our lives fresh and new, flood us with a peace that passes understanding in the name you have given us, that we might call upon you and believe in you, Jesus. Amen. Hear this blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You have been worshiping with the radio and internet ministry of the Christian Crusaders. We pray today you have found renewed hope in that you can experience peace from Jesus, the perfect Prince of Peace. Did you know Christian Crusaders is supported entirely by you, our listener? That's why we appreciate your prayers and financial contributions. You can help us spread the gospel message by becoming a broadcast sponsor. A gift of $100 pays for one week's broadcast on the station to which you listen. All gifts to this ministry are tax-deductible. 
Feel free to contact us by mail at Christian Crusaders, Post Office Box 522, Cedar Falls, Iowa 50613. Or you can find us online at ChristianCrusaders.org. Our toll-free telephone number is 1-888-MY-FAITH. That's 1-888-693-2484. In the Waterloo, Cedar Falls, Iowa area, dial 2770924. We thank all who support us with their prayers and gifts. You are invited to check out our beautiful new webpage, ChristianCrusaders.org. It features poignant graphics highlighting this week's message, along with previous week's messages. Visitors can also learn more about the ministry and can send us their prayer concerns. Make a note to visit us online today at christiancrusaders.org. We are happy you chose to worship with us today, and we pray you will join us again next week on this station. Conducting our service was our associate speaker, Rev. Lee Lavig, pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Spencer, Iowa. Christian Crusaders is now in its 82nd year of continuous Sunday worship broadcasting.